style. I'm in my own kitchen today and I'm boiling up some primordial soup. There is a primordial soup machine. All right, we're recording. All right. Yeah. Definitely are recording. Oh, big time. Big, big time. Imagine if I wasn't. That is like a weird... Impossible to imagine. No, it's happened before. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's actually quite easy for me to kind of, you know, uh, conceptualize it. But yeah. Well, don't. Okay, no. Rid that from my memory. Okay. So, James... Yeah. Yeah, you said you had a very good theme for this episode. Yeah, dreams. Dreams! Okay, very good. All right, dreams. What prompted this? I had a dream. <laughs> no, I thought, <laughs> why not talk about it? You wanted to talk about your dream? Yeah. All right. Uh, last night? Yeah. Okay. Uh, fire away, whenever you're ready. Oh, guess, guess. Guess what happened in your dream. Just give it a shot. Was I involved? Was I there? No. Uh, were people you know in your life there? No. Uh, was it set on Earth? Just guess. Just have a What do you mean guess? It's a dream. I know, just take a stab at it. Okay, no, was it... 20 questions. Was it scary? Just guess. Just take a pot. <clears throat> You were... Like, you know me. You probably know my unconscious at this point. Yeah, at this stage. Uh, So, this was... You were sliding down the back of a dinosaur and ended up in a big pool of um, uh, uh, treacle. And then you struggled to get out of the treacle. Is that correct? Am I close? I had a similar dream to that when I was, like, six. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I'm close then. Yeah. Um, no, this is a dream where I uh, it was walking around with these cats scratching at my feet. <coughs> like, really going at it. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the whole dream? Yeah. Uh, cats going at your feet? Yeah. And, like, did you feel pain in the dream? Yeah. Okay. Did you wake up and discover that you your cactus had fallen into your bed, or...? No, it was where it normally is. <clears throat> yeah, hanging directly above your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, glued to the ceiling. <laughs> uh, well, I'm so sorry. Was that a bad dream for you? Were you kind of upset? Was, what do you think it means? Very good question. What does that mean? Uh, a load of cats scratching at your feet means... You are... You don't want to be stuck in one place, you know? Like, you need to keep moving. You need to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. According to dreamsdirectory.com, a dream about cats scratching your feet means you need to take a gamble on something. The dream hints at an expression of greater self-love and acceptance. You are feeling guilty about something that you have done and are seeking forgiveness. James, what did you do? Uh, Do you actually think that dreams mean anything? beyond sort of interpreting your very immediate lived experience? Yeah, I think that if you... I don't believe that you need someone else to decode your dreams. Mm. I think that, like, you know what your dreams mean. Sure. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Sometimes you can have an insane dream. Well, then that's just crazy. Like, it doesn't, you know it's, it's crazy. It doesn't mean anything. Well, what about recurring dreams? What about them? Like, say you're always dreaming about falling. Right. You know, and then they're like, oh, well, that actually means something very direct. Or uh, people always have dreams about their teeth falling out or something. Yeah, they say that's uh, impotence or something, isn't it? Impotence? Yeah. Your teeth falling out. Yeah, he said defensively. Well, no, I just, what does that mean? You have impotence and then you have dreams about your teeth falling out? Or you're afraid of impotence? Uh, you have it. Mm. And it's incurable. Okay, you're, you're... Why, did you... No, you're, you're, you're smiling like a... <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never had a teeth falling out dream. Uh, and also, hey, if you are suffering from impotence, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, Have you been getting those ads as well? Is it your man who's like... Uh, He's like... Yeah. When I was in my 20s, it really ruined my life. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the follow-up waters, he's like... Oh yeah, when was you, have you last worked out your biggest organ? No, I'm not talking about how many times you've beaten the bishop or yeah, choked yeah, the chicken. Yeah. yeah, that guy. What the fuck are... Th- that guy sucks, <clears throat> he should be yeah. committed. Like, he should be ashamed. Well, he's got a bad, the ad is bad, and then is it his company that he founded? And oh, is it? I've never watched to the end. Sure, I don't know, but like, is the concept... What is it? Is it like... Uh, I don't know. A mental health just... thing, or is it a pill? I'm afraid I genuinely can't find out anything about this company without knowing the name. Pay more attention to erectile dysfunction ads, guys. I'd say it's a mental health thing, because you can't just buy a pill. <laughs> I think you can, it's called... <laughs> <laughs> uh, although Viagra, apparently all of those don't work unless you can already achieve an erection. They're not to give you an erection, they're just to sustain one, if that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. So if you were fully impotent, that's not going to help. What is impotence? Impotence is not being able to achieve an erection, I believe. Right. Not being able to sustain one is probably called something else. Yeah. But impotent obviously comes from the term feeling useless, you know? I was yeah. impotent with rage when I found out my... My dick didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, starting one of those companies where you tackle an embarrassing problem. It's a risky manoeuvre, do you know what I mean? Like, imagine if he was like, you know, have you worked out your biggest organ? And then he's like, I had trouble achieving an erection and it ruined my life. And then everyone's like, that's awful. That's That's awful and that's never happened to me. Yeah, that... I don't want anyone to know. That would happen yeah. to me. Does your wife keep cheating on you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had a massive problem with that until I discovered this way of meditating. <laughs> What's the last dream you had? Oh, God. Last dream I had. What did I have last night? I was working at a fairground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm. Why? Please. What? Please pick that apart. Okay. Uh... Well, fairgrounds are in with children, and you're working there. And you're tasked with entertaining children and introducing them to new experiences. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Don't think that's fair, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see... It's sort of it's a very to... straight line between the dream <laughs> and the uh, actual conscious psychosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I don't think there's much more to read into it. Um, 
I was working at a at a fairground stall where it was one of those. Um, yeah, it's like a rigged rocket prizes. that shoots you up and down and up and down and up and down. Is that it? A rocket that shoots you up and down, or like one of those vertical roller coasters, uh, like a death drop thing. Yeah, right. No, it wasn't that. Okay, what was it then? Uh, it was uh, there were all these babies. How's and, the nightmares? Uh, you was could it? throw a ring around their neck. <laughs> there was all these babies. You could throw a ring around their neck. Yeah, and then if you like got the ring around their neck, you were able to keep it. That's what my dream was. Yeah, but, and you were working there. Yeah, I was working there. I was in charge of it. Yeah, that was my dream. Is that really a dream? No, I'm doing a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who knows? Who knows <coughs> no, it was uh, it was like throw a ball into a hoop. Ah, right. Jesus! I can't even say. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how straightforward these things can be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. According to Dreamsopedia.com, a dream about a fairground symbolizes the importance of teamwork to the dreamer. The dream suggests sharing and getting your fair share. So yeah, you feel like you don't need to ever consult an expert about dissecting dreams. No. No, because it's all it's all there for you. It's yeah. all laid out. Yeah. Do you think people should spend... Uh, historically, do you think dreams have been important? Yeah. Have people been historically influenced by their dreams to make big decisions, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Who's, uh, a lo- I bet a load of saints had, like, you know, a dream that they then said, oh no, I was visited by God. Yeah, I mean, perhaps most famously, St. Joseph's dreams are four dreams described in the Gospel of Matthew, where he keeps receiving advice and warning from angels. Like, you should marry Mary even though she's pregnant, and such. Yeah, like a crow with three eyes visited a- me. And I was Is it you? Okay. Yeah. When was this? That's what I think. Yeah. Tell me more about this. No, that was uh, an example of a saint having a dream. Right. Um, that's a made-up example, or do you know of a saint who claims that that happened? It's made up. Okay. All right. What would that mean, then? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I thought you said you don't... <laughs> we can all just pick these apart. We don't need to actually consult anyone who... Interprets dreams, you know. No, I mean you can interpret your own dreams. Sure, because you'll know the context with which something That's insane it. is happening. Yeah, you know, like yours was, you wanted to entertain children no. in strange, unusual ways. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But my, if I had that dream, it would just be like, oh, I'd love to be a teacher, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, you want to have an impact I'd love on to children. Help children. Yeah, I'd love help, to help them. Yeah, but I think okay, give me, give me. Yours exa- was like you'd love to damage them. No, what? What? Where did damage come in? Because they like hurt themselves in the house of horrors. I didn't say house of horror. You said house of horror, which actually is a little bit scary. That you always immediately jump to house of horror when it comes to children. You always your brain first goes to traumatizing children and upsetting them. Which yeah, I have want to, to save admit, them. I'm a little no, bit. Because I want to save them from this, from the House of Horrors. You want to save them from the House of Horrors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> hmm? What do you mean save? Okay, so the House of Horrors isn't a real thing anyway. So let's just move past that. Is it not? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Is it right? The House of Horrors. Yeah. Okay. How's it go? Yeah, you described to me what the House of Horrors is. Okay. 
Where so do you go? Where do you, where do you, I know Thunderland has one. Yeah, it's in Thunderland. All right, so tell me about the Thunderland House of Horrors. Um, you go in okay, the yeah. door. All right, I'm I'm, 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 I'm a little kid and I get on the House of Horrors. All right. Okay, <coughs> you, go in the, you go in the window. Okay. The door is clo- the door's locked. So the door's locked. Through the window. Which is yeah. freaky already. Yeah, yeah. And then the window closes behind you. <gasps> and then there's a bunch of cats inside. Oh. Attack your ankles. This is the scariest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Um, you just black out and then you wake up outside. You wake up around the corner. So it's a very quick ride. Mm. Well, the cat thing takes about half an hour. Time, <laughs> you know. Half an hour is your feet being just attacked. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you bleed? Yeah, you would do, I suppose, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the ride itself, what do they do to replicate cats? No, they're cats. They just release a load of cats at you. Yeah. Yeah. The cats are cats. How do they guarantee the cats will attack you? They just don't feed them for a while. Don't feed them and only pick up like really fucked up cats off the street. Yeah. Yeah. You just look out for a cat that looks vicious and Maybe freaked like, out. You know? You're like, oh, you're coming home. Yeah. You put it in one of those like pet carriers and then just like whack it off the wall a few times. <laughs> and then throw it in. Yeah. How long do the ca- how long does each cast last in the house of horror? Depends how depends what it's made out. Depends of. how much food it can get off your feet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you saw a dying animal, would you let it eat your like flesh to let it live? If I saw a dying animal, yeah, like a dog in the street, or like, yeah, I probably wouldn't. No, I probably wouldn't say. No, okay, no. I don't think my first port of call would be, well, I'll give them my flesh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, You probably gave a dog food or something, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't carry dog food around with me as a... Oh. In general. So what's that smell? Ah, James. What is the smell? The smell... Does dog food even smell that bad? I don't have a dog, so I don't know. Here's a fact. If you give cats dog food, they go blind. That's not true. It is true. That can't be true. It is. No, that's do- That's absolute bullshit. It's true. Why? What's in... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's in dog food? It's dog food is just like dehydrated meats and some, like, protein. Like, they're carnivores to begin with. So you, how yeah. could they be eating something that would make them go blind? I don't know. No, it makes the cats go blind. Yeah, but why the cat? If they all lived in the wild, they'd all be eating the same like carrion, you know. Yeah, but if you if you give a dog a grape, it dies. Like. Isn't, yeah, grapes are bad, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, like chocolate will hurt. Will make a dog sick. Yeah, whereas a cat can eat chocolate all day. Like, no, <laughs> can can a cat eat chocolate? Yeah. No. Chocolate is just as lethal to cats as it is to dogs. Don't give it to them. And dog food doesn't make cats go blind, it just doesn't have the necessary nutrients a cat requires, and when cats are not getting enough nutrients they usually suffer kidney failure and blindness first. But it would take a pretty long time. Does anyone feed their cat chocolate? Definitely. See, I feel like cats don't give a shit about chocolate, it's dogs would like chocolate but they will die for it. (laughs) Yeah, that's poetic, isn't it? 
It's a bit like us and uh, hot knives, you know what I mean? What do you mean? We just always want to eat hot knives, but it'll yeah. definitely kill us if we swallow them. Do you think? <laughs> I think it'll... <laughs> I just threw... Yeah, I think it'll do some damage. Like, I just meant, you know, it's something we covet that we uh, probably shouldn't be eating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh, mistletoe, that's poisonous, but, you know, as the source of all love in the world, you'd probably want to consume it, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why they hang it so high, so you can't eat so it. So you can't eat it, exactly, yeah. That's why tall people die younger than most. At Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Just around the holidays, yeah. They mark it down as suicide, but it's actually from eating mistletoe. They ate mistletoe, they couldn't help it. They didn't get a kiss, and so they just started eating the thing that was hanging above them. Do you hang mistletoe in your house? No. <laughs> I don't know. Who hangs mistletoe? <laughs> I don't think it's not really a tradition. Like I don't think it's. I don't know what country it's supposed to be from, but I don't think it's a thing that we do here at all. It's probably an English thing. Well, where does it came in after the pale was invented in England? Because now women won't have anything to do with men, so we have to like create a tradition that allows makes them have to kiss men. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But where does mistletoe grow? Does mistletoe grow in Ireland or England? Where is in England? It does. Does yeah. it? You said that very Okay, how do you <laughs> Do you know that for a fact? Yeah. All right. Have you seen it? Yeah. Mm. Where whereabouts does it grow? <clears throat> um Tell me the environment that mistletoe grows in. The woods. For... Okay, you It's have... like ivy, isn't it? Is it? English ivy. No, it's not like English ivy. It is. But it won't grow up the side of a building. Are you sure? Mistletoe? Yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm fairly... I think it grows on a tree, like... Yeah, but ivy... I'm just saying it's not like ivy. Ivy will grow up... It is. It's not... Is it? It's an ivy? Yeah. But ivy... Okay. Well, Robot James... (laughs) Yeah. Is mistletoe like ivy? Not really. While English ivy is a part of the ivy genus in the family Araliiaceae, mistletoe is the common name for obligate hemiparasitic plants in the order Santillales. Basically, mistletoe has to be attached to a host tree from which it draws its nutrients and it grows in one big clump, while ivy is a perennial evergreen that exists independently and can grow anywhere. And is it English? Is it English? Like as a point of fact? Yeah. I don't think it's only... No, it grows... Germany, probably. On the continent. Well, like, all Christmas traditions come from Germany, you know? Yeah, but why would we have a word for it if it already grows in Germany? You think mistletoe is a very English language term? What do you think the etymology of that is now? It's probably some village called mistletoe. In England. In England. And that's where it only grows. Mistletoe is native to Britain, Ireland, and most of Europe. Its name is derived from the Germanic word, missile, meaning rain, and the Old English word dan, meaning twig. There's a village called Impington in England. Called Impington? Yeah. And what's an imping? An imp. An imp? Yeah. Like a... What? An imp. You know what an, an imp is? What, like a mythological fairy type thing? Yeah. Yeah, but that... What? (laughs) That's where the term imp comes from, is a town called Impington? Yeah. Alright, can you tell me the origin of that? No. 
<laughs> okay. Well, it's the other way round, but yeah. The town of Umpington is thought to be derived from Anglo-Saxon, meaning the place belonging to the imps. The word imp itself is derived from the word, imp, meaning grafted to a young tree. But also, Impington could have just been named after someone with the name Imp, or Imp etc. Is that the way Down get his name from the Lord of the Underworld? Down, County Down. Yeah. Now, the Lord of the Underworld is not called Down in Irish. It's like Dune or something. No. Yeah. Not Underworld, but Death. Nope. The Irish Celtic god for death is Iran, and the god of the underworld is A. Why would you name a county after that? They didn't. County Down takes its name from the Irish word Dune, meaning fort. I don't know. Why do you name anything after anything? Uh, there's lots of reasons why you'd name anything after anything. Why is Cork called Cork? On Corkig. Because it's the lightest county in Ireland. Mm. In what... What is... Okay. In what sense would someone be the lightest? Made out of Cork. County Cork gets its name from the Irish word Corkek, meaning marsh. Uh, Kerry, of course, is named after being... Near Kerry. Kerry is named... Named what it is. Sometimes things are just named the thing that they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree in the sense where sometimes it's you, kind of, you can kind of get annoyed that, like, uh, the etymology isn't that clear because it's just, well, it's named after this word and this word is the origin of that word, so there's not really a lot you can go more deep than that. Like, my last name being Kerry, normally just goes, well, you're from Kerry. Yeah. Kerry gets its name from the group of people known as the Kiariga, the followers and descendants of a man named Kiar, who was the illegitimate son of the mythical King Fergus of Ulster. Do you know what my last name is? Yes. Do I know what your last name is? Yeah. <sighs> Let me take a guess. So what are last names again? They kind of summarise who you are as a person and what you're defined as. Yeah, your ethnic background. And your ethnic background time. and all that. Okay, I'm going to say your na- your last name must be... Sexington? No. No? No, no. it's not? Okay. It's Moran. Moran, right. Yeah. Meaning big. No. Mm, I think not it does. Do this again. Yeah, I think we can go through this again for maybe the tenth time on the podcast. <laughs> the Moors were a race of Muslims <clears throat> that took over much of Spain, mm-hmm. probably some of Portugal. Mm-hmm. And then they all went home, and, but some of them stuck around. Mm-hmm. And then they moved to Galway with the Spanish Armada. Okay. And then they moved to Dublin, Booterstown. Yeah, and that's where you come into play yeah now what do you think the dreams of those moors were as they set out across the sea well they don't believe in Jesus okay well they don't believe in being the son of God alright I don't know I said their dreams why does Jesus have to be involved so they're probably not dreaming about the holy trinity or anything like that do you dream about the holy trinity no I'm not a catholic okay I'm not a believer in the one true faith. I believe in one of the the other ones. Those being the atheist one. The atheist one. Yeah. All right. The, athe- the only mo- way not to lose <coughs> is not to play. The only way to win is not to play. Mm. No, that's like saying you'll never. If you don't try, you'll never know. If you don't try, you'll never lose. <sighs> that is correct, but I mean you can. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. All right. Oh, but James, if you don't try, will you never lose? Yes, that is technically correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, no, I can't. Of course, of course. Of course. Of course. But that's a, you know, that's quite a defeatist way to think about the world. 
Yeah, but the Muslims, they try. They do try. You gotta give them that. There's a billion of them and they try. Ass. They try at religion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Christians are also giving it a good go, you know? That's true. There's three billion of them. Mm Mm-mm. No, I believe Islam is now the biggest religion in the world. No, it's not. It's the fastest growing religion. No, I'm pretty sure there's more... um, Three billion Christians. There's not three billion Christians. Yes, there is. There are more people of the Islamic faith than of the Christian faith in in the world. I'm pretty sure. No, you're thinking of in Saudi Arabia, Middle East or somewhere. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking about in Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But if you actually... But actually, if I look at the Zoom out... A global perspective? Mm-hmm. Christianity is still the largest religious faith in the world, with approximately 2.382 billion adherents, followed by Islam with 1.907 billion, and then atheism slash agnosticism with 1.193 billion. Well, what country has the largest Muslim population? Do you know? London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> London. <laughs> London's, London's not a country, James, is it? No. No. London, Stan. No. It's just, it's called London. Yeah. Londinium. Londinium from the the Latin, yeah. But it's not a country, is it? It's just a city. Yeah, England. In England, yeah. Yeah. So, I ask again. What country has the largest amount of people of the Islamic faith? This is a trick question. No. I'm going to say... And this is based off nothing. Nigeria. No. Um, but I don't really know. Nigeria has a population of about 100 million. 206 million, actually. Yeah. And I, uh, as a former English colony, I would say they probably are majority Christian. Nope. Around 54% Muslim to 45% Christian and 1% other. What are that to Boko Haram? They are in Somalia. And Nigeria. Mm, are they? Mm, or maybe it's Al-Shabaab. One mm. of them. Okay. Well, Boko Haram are definitely Somalian. No, James is correct. Boko Haram is based out of northeastern Nigeria, while Al-Shabaab is a terrorist group based in Somalia. I mean, they're like uh, ISIS. They had all the different ones, and Al-Qaeda. They all the different ones. Okay. Do you know what I mean? What, terrorist groups? Yeah, they're like, we're in different countries. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, I don't think you you would say there's a big presence. Like, there's probably people in ISIS in Clondalkin, you know? Do you think? <laughs> don't put me on record. I didn't mean... <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me on that. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's mentalers. There's like, Irish people went and joined ISIS. There was that guy, yeah. Who? Taliban Tim or whatever his name was. His nickname was actually Taliban Derry. Yeah, who crashed a car and into someone and died. Into the Russian embassy. <laughs> no, but he's not a good guy either. <laughs> Is he now? Just for context, the guys are referencing an event from March 7th, where a man protesting Russia's invasion of Ukraine crashed a truck through the gates of the Russian embassy in Dublin. The guy who did the who crashed the truck? No. What's wrong with him? He is like only wants white uh, refugees. He was he protested against. Well, then he should be fucking delighted. Yeah, he was having. A, yeah, I know. He didn't like. He 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 made a statement against Russia because he's like. But he was pro-Ukrainian. But he's anti-Muslim. Do you know what does that? He was right. So he he does. He was 
white immigrants. Yeah. So he should be happy Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh, I see what you. Man, he doesn't want. He doesn't want immigrants. But he, if it, there's gonna be immigrants, he wants them to be white. Yeah. So he should. No, like, he's, not thank, take he's not going to thank, thank Russia for. They only take a certain amount of immigrants. Crisis. Pardon. Ireland are only taking a certain amount of immigrants. Like we're, we're not a noble nation. We're, like, we were taking what two thousand a year, some incredibly small amount, and then once they were white, we were like, let's take two hundred thousand. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. he should be like, this is fantastic. Like, yeah, but I think he's more even closely associating is like, well, if it's white people who are under threat, of course I'm angry at Russia for upsetting them. Right, I get you. Yeah. Like, couldn't give less of a shit about anyone else, but it's like, oh, God, if they're white, though. So, yeah. yeah. So he crashed his communion supplies, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His truck that had communion supplies and crashed it through the gate of the Russian embassy. The Russian embassy now uh, can't get any fuel either. Can't get any oil or fuel. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Because no company will work with them. Yeah. Yeah. How ironic. Yeah, that is ironic. Yeah. The country that invented oil can't get any oil. The con I don't well who who what country's the first to extract couldn't oil? Couldn't dream it up. What country's the first couldn't to extract dream it up. oil? Couldn't dream it up. Couldn't dream it up. Couldn't you had this dream you'd be like I'm going to ki- shoot myself in the head now cuz I'm obviously insane because mm, I've dreamt. Incurable. Yeah. <laughs> I dreamt that <laughs> Russia couldn't get oil. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is Putin's dream, James? Uh, uh, just that everyone's happy, I think. His <laughs> <laughs> one's peace. Yeah. And he doesn't care how many people he has to kill to get it. This is what I don't get. You have all these leftists in Ireland. They're Antifa is what they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the term Antifa? Have I heard the term Antifa? Yes, I have, James. What does it mean? It means anti-fascist. What? Give me another word there for fascist. Another word for a fascist uh, totalitarian. No, that's not another word for fascist. Yes, it is. No, because you can have any sort of totalitarian. But not. Just well, what's the problem? Well, you define fascism. Part. Define fascism for me, James. Uh, you already have on this podcast, so go on. Oh, it's just all sorts of fucked up, isn't it? I guess just... It's Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Have you heard of Fifty Shades of Green? Green the... Green, skin? like Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. You're in Fifty Shades of Green. Mm-hmm. The skit. Uh, yeah. The David McSavage skit. Mm-hmm. I actually don't recall this now off the top of my head. What is it? No, I just made it up. Okay. That he would sort do a thing called the Fifty Shades do. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of joke he might make. Yeah. He'd do it as a either a traveller or a man from Cavan. Yeah. I don't know now. There's only Fifty Shades of Green. Or a priest, maybe. Or a priest who, yeah, assaults children. He'd be like... I have very unusual tastes. <coughs> yeah. And then it'll be a kid. And then another piece would be like, that's not unusual at all. And then Mary McAleese would be there. Yeah. Well, Mary Robinson. And it should be like, oh, by children's style, you know? Doodly doodly. <laughs> um, <laughs> get David McSavage on the, on, the, on the blower, you know? We could call him up. I mean, we're, what are we? You could definitely could contact him. That's it. You have his his ex girlfriend's book. I'm sure the number's in there somewhere. Well, no, she's specifically. Uh, we can't talk about this. <laughs> no, moving she on. She specifically leaves his number out of the book. I can't look it up. 
But anyway, Fifty Shades of... What's fascism, you ask? I ask you to tell me again, what is fascism? What's the matter? We all know what it is. Yeah, but you're saying that... I know... But you were the one who wanted to lead me down the garden path of defining fascism and Nazism as the same okay, thing. Okay, so Nazism is another word for fascism. <sighs> no, it's not the same. Now, answer me this. Uh, it's like... Well, you don't have to answer me. Uh, I'll just keep going. But the... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Putin... It's like, I want to get rid of the Nazis in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, uh, you know, um, no, we like the Nazis. Now. James, okay, just to clarify moving forward, are you going to, are we going to do an extended bit now where you defend the Russian position on Ukraine? I'm just, just, just I just want to make that clear as we go forward. Is that what we're going to do now for the next few minutes? You're going to play devil's advocate and say, oh, but there's, yeah, just, just checking. Is that what we're going to do now? I'm a leftist, right? Are you? What's the most left thing about you? Uh, what's the matter? <laughs> I should never have to back up any of my arguments. Yeah. So I'm a leftist. I'm probably Ireland's leading leftist. You've said this before as well. I've been, I've had two podcasts. You know what I mean? What's your other podcast? Oh, I had it. It's gone now. All right. I don't think you can say you have. To, you said you said you have two podcasts. I have had. You've I've had, had two. You've had more than two. I've had even better. Yeah, but the other Richard ones were... Boyd had a job had, you know? Richard Boyd buried... Yeah, okay. But, or Paul Smurfett. Paul Smurfett. Yeah. yeah. Paul Murphy. Right. And that works two ways. Cause yeah, go on, break it Russian down for me, vodka, Russian vodka, Russian vodka. No, that's the... Smirnoff. What? You're Smir- right, aren't you? Yeah, I am right. I always thought it was funny that the Smurfett Institute was called that. Because you thought that was, was the like, name of the vodka. Smirnoff. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Je- I was like, that's mad. I wonder who's the same guy. Anyway. The Smurfett Business School at UCD, no, is not the same as the company Smirnoff, which isn't Russian in any argument. Like, it's not Anyway, Russian. so David, uh, Paul Smirnoff. Smurfett. Yeah. Smirnoff and, uh, is English. Smirnoff is a UK company. Yeah, but where did it get this idea from? Where did it get its idea from? Yeah. Of vodka. Of vodka. Yeah, of it was vodka. inspired by Russia, yeah. Thank you. So, David Smirnoff, uh, Paul Smirnoff, and Richard Boyd. Mm-hmm. That's a job. That's a job. What? What's your thing against Richard Boyd Barrett at the moment? <laughs> and, uh, Claire. Go on. Yes. Delinsky. Pardon? Zelensky. Oh, right. Zelensky. Uh, no, Claire Daly. And, Her name uh, is Claire Daly. She's an independent uh, from my, my constituency. And Moscow make. And I made that up. The Moscow make. Now, here, here's the thing, James. Just because we, we have a lot of American listeners. And yeah. this is... I feel like we're getting really specific about very... <laughs> right. Can you, can you break down what you've just said now for someone who maybe doesn't live in Ireland? Okay. Well, Mick Wallace is our answer to... Do not, say, do not He's not the answer to Bernie he Sanders. He is. He's a property he's, developer. He's a secret billionaire. Let me Bur- ask you this. How many yeah. houses does Bernie Sanders have? He owns. Just answer the question. Bernie Sanders. Common knowledge. Is it? It's but, common knowledge? Yeah. How many houses yeah. he owns? Yeah. Two. I assume he has one Three. in Vermont. Three. Where's the, where's one in Vermont, one in DC. And one in the woods. One in the woods. Well, the one in the woods is probably the one in Vermont. I don't know, but anyway. So you don't I, know. So you don't know. So what are we talking? I know he was three. I know he was three. Okay. I watch Fox News. I know he has three houses. Yep, he does have three homes. 
one in Washington to be close to the Senate, and two in Vermont, his family home, and one on Lake Champlain. Paid for with a mortgage and investments from his and James Sanders retirement fund. And, um, okay, well, already we can get. You know, don't do this. So Mick Wallace. We know the argument against. You don't have to be poor to be a socialist. Like, you don't have to live in poverty. It helps. It, it certainly makes. <laughs> so, Moscow Mick is a property developer. He's a property developer who directly profits off of. I just. I feel like property. he's. A, yeah, so I just. I just. I feel like we know he's not really the best. Uh, person to embody socialist ideals. Claire Daly is our answer to AOC. No. Am I wrong? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Richard Boy Barrett is our answer to. Um, yeah, where are you going to go with this? Oh, <laughs> what's his name? I have a good one for him now. What's his name? Bosco Bino or something. An, Ameri- an American politician called Bosco. Yeah, Bosco or Beto. Beto O'Rourke. No. Yes, he is. And no, you know it. No, he Paul is. Murphy would even be more of a Beto O'Rourke. Why? Because he's the young one who's never really got... Well, no. I mean, Beto O'Rourke never got a footing, really. He ran he, for... He ran for president. Yeah, but he didn't get it, and he ran for and governor was, and didn't get it. Yeah, and... Like Richard Boy Barrett, Richard Boy Barrett is, is so a poli- like is a member of the doll, and so is Paul Murphy. I think Claire Daly is better work. Paul Claire Daly was a not only a member of the doll; she's now a member of the European Parliament. Oh, she's not getting back in, is she? She is getting back in. No, they ain't in there. She speaks out against Russia. Think about what you just said. What? Go back. She speaks out against Russia, so she'll never get back into the European Parliament. Yeah. Why would that ever affect? Why would that affect someone? Sorry, she speaks out in favour of. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to clarify, Mick Wallace and Claire Daly were vocal about their opposition to any war whatsoever, condemning violence, but also condemning sanctions that hurt all Russians, which was interpreted as being pro-Russia. That's obviously not what they meant. But pro-Russian pundits did feel like they could quote them, so they could probably be a bit clearer. Let me ask you this, James. What's Vladimir Zelensky's dream? Uh, Let's remember the theme of this episode. Season three of the fucking. There are three seasons of Servant of the People. Four, then. Yeah. So his dream is to have another. It would be insane. Like imagine if. I could imagine it. I know it just would. Well, no, they couldn't. I don't know. Have you ever... You haven't watched any of it, have you? Servant of the People, so Vladimir Zelensky's... It's in Ukrainian. Well, it's in that. Ukrainian, but they have subtitles. They have done that. I actually don't know anything about him, so maybe he's glad to be off the TV. Like, I'm sure he's feels... <coughs> good doing... Doing I'm what? Sure. I'm sure. Being, being the, the head of a state that's currently in war. He prefers like, I don't that think he's to doing being it. a comedian. I don't think he's doing it just to get another season of TV. I don't know. I don't think he's doing it just to get another. I don't think he needed. I think he he stopped doing the show to become president. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think he's trying to do it to manufacture. Trump did it. that with The Apprentice. That is true. But then he got fired from The Apprentice because interesting he, parallels, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think Servant of the People. History is full of these synergies. History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. It rhymes, and there's yeah. a rhyme for you. There's a uh, Buster rhyme for you. you didn't, know what I that mean? didn't rhyme at all. 
Well, well, like a rhyme. Well, what we just said didn't actually rhyme. No, I meant the Zelensky Trump thing. Okay, yeah. That was America. like somebody did hear Wu Tang playing me do. Yeah, isn't it? Hmm. Is it something you would hear the Wu Tang clang? <laughs> clang. <laughs> do. Yeah. Is it something the Wu Tang clang would be do? done to them? Yeah. Or something um. Like I disagree, but hey, I in the in the you know promotion of peace, I won't I won't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, tell that to um, Zelensky. Either of them, really, or Putin. Well, definitely tell that to Putin because he's the one who's invaded. Mm. Okay, but at least you'll admit that. I think that's undeniable. Okay, just feels like you probably could have found a way to fucking deny that. <laughs> I don't even know what I've said this controversial. Okay. Well, when it comes to dreams, James. Yeah. What's your dream for the world? For world peace. Um, that's it's not a, a, it's not a trick. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, it wasn't a trick question. Yeah. Was it a trick question? It wasn't a trick question. So just, just answer. Just answer. Just shut up and straight, answer. Straight from, straight from the heart. What do you think? What's your dream for world peace? Oh, you're putting words in my mouth. I never said peace. I didn't. I, you didn't. I said it. I was asking you a question. Right. Yeah. So you... Yeah. My dream... Mm-hmm. And I was talking to someone about this just the other day. Actually? Yeah. Who? You don't know them. Okay. Maybe you're never going to, so it doesn't matter. I'm never going to meet them. No. They're too important to me. <laughs> they do. I wouldn't put them through that. So anyone I've met... Is not important disposable. to you. Disposable. Utterly disposable. <laughs> okay. So, alright. Good to know. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, who's I'm this sure person? She'll, I'm sure she'll idea that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, okay. Uh, alright, well, so what were you telling this, uh, this, this, this... I had this idea for a new city, right? A and new city? To, yeah. You have an idea for a city? Yeah. Okay. A dream, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Go on. And uh, if you if you work there and you have a good job, you have to do a bad thing to kind to compensate, like to, a bad job. D- like do a bad moral thing. No, you have a bad. You have to do an equal amount of bad job time spent at a bad job. What's a bad okay. job, James? Uh, so now bear in so mind whatever so you're I about saw to this s- coming. I saw this. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And you were expecting me to say something like. Working for Lion's Tea or something like that. I don't... Sorry. <laughs> it's only messing. <laughs> um, for the, specifically <laughs> referencing the job my dad did for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, uh, I don't know, being a neonatal nurse. Something dog shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom was a neonatal nurse. He's a neonatal nurse, still. Do you remember that thing that loads of them went... Not the nurses, the babies were deaf because the consultants would be tapping on the glass with their pen. No, just ask your mum about that. I do, I feel like Honest, she would have. I feel like she would have told me about this. Ask like they, the, the consultants were like they weren't like what's this? They were like they didn't know. They would have that. But what effect. was what were they doing? What was the point of it? They were just like you know the way they do the rounds. Yeah, and all the babies are in like the glass little. Yes, yeah. incubators. They'd just be like, 
you can see here. They just be like pointing on it, or maybe they put their files down on it or something. And that would be so loud it would make children deaf. Well, yeah, because they're like neonatal. They're like, I think they're prenatal. Well, that is who she's. I mean, that is what she is looking after. Is like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I will ask. That's the first I've heard of that. That's insane. Yeah, my mum told me about it. Um, she's consultant. No, she's not. <laughs> she's not. Your mum's not a consultant. Um, uh, Ronan checked with his mother, and Jesus Christ, this is definitely a real thing. Yeah. So you, if you live in this city, mm-hmm. you get a made-up bad job. Like so a job artif- I've invented, an arbitrarily, artificially just difficult thing to do. Yeah. Right. Is this like those who walk from, what is it, Omalasis or Omasaw? It's called, The Ones Who Walk Away From Omelas. You know that book? No, no, no. It's a short story, it's by um, Ursula K. Le Guin. You know this? No, never met her. Hardly know her. Yeah. Uh, no, she's, you know, it's, it's a story, so people get to live in this utopia. Nice. Yeah. And then everything's perfect, but when you Great. become a, when you become eighteen, they okay. ask. Pardon. Okay. Yeah. When you become eighteen, it's explained yeah. to you that everything gets to be perfect in the city mm-hmm. because there is one child who gets horrifically abused, and that's it. So they tell you this is what happens. That's why everything's perfect. So now you can either continue to live in the city or leave. I continue living in the city. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the question that's posed. So are you yeah. the one who stays, or are you, as the title suggests, those who walked away? I'd stay. You would stay. She's getting abused regardless. Well, I mean, that's that's why it's a, an interesting moral question. It's not really. Well, it's like, they're getting abused regardless, but either you benefit from their abuse or not, you know? Well, the benefit. <laughs> okay, well, that's good, it's good. <laughs> That's like one of those. It's good to know thyself. <laughs> you know those books, and they're written in like the twenties, and they're like, um, imagine a world where a guy has, you know, there's a race of people, and they have three eyes, and they are abused and like made to be slaves. Everyone's like, interesting. That's a bit like black people, you know, when you really think about it. Yeah, when you go back and all the like, all the moral stories are so on the nose. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, H.P. Lovecraft. Sure. No, is he the racist one? He's really racist. Yeah. H.P. Wells. Sure. And he dreamt a story that he converted into a book called "The Invisible Man." (laughs) Yeah, he called the in the one-eyed town or something. What? And uh, it's about a guy who goes into uh, a town and everyone's blind. And then he tries to kill them all. But they're like so sick in the, you know, like with hearing that they kill him. You know? I've never heard of this. This is a story he wrote? Yeah. Okay. All right. I've never heard of this. The short story is actually called The Country of the Blind. Written by H.G. Wells in 1904. It tells the story of an explorer named Nunez, who accidentally discovers a city in the mountains where all inhabitants have been blind for generations due to a disease. Nunez thinks he can rule over the city as a king due to his sight, but instead, no one understands his extra sense. He doesn't kill anyone though, in the end he just leaves the city after it's suggested he removes his eyes to be like everyone else. So, yeah, in this, you say you're a doctor. Or a computer programmer or something. In this perfect city. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then you have to spend like three days a week like sucking the chewing gum out of your urinals and stuff like that okay now <clears throat> that is a in this city is the bad job catered to you or is it just what people blanketly think is a terrible job well I decide who gets what yeah but I mean do you know the pe- you so this is are you the king what, what's going on well, like, we check in. Like, if some guy's smiling when he's, like, licking dog shit off the yeah, bed. Yeah, which is what I was going to ask, you know? like we'll the switch guy, him you, you know that urban myth of the guy who, like, hid, uh, hid under the urinal, you know? Yeah, the hid in the toilets at Electric Picnic. He lived, lived in the slurry pit. <laughs> Never heard, heard that, that one? one. No, he lived so, in the slurry pit. Well, but there wasn't so a slurry like, pit. Like, the toilets were just collected and cleaned. You but, know, there's a... There's a truck that would come by and collect... But you know, have you ever been to an electric picnic? Yeah. The we toilets. were there at the same... We were there together, James. <laughs> you go up the steps. They're, like, raised. Because all the toilets go into the one receptacle. They don't... No. That's yeah, that's the, the type, that's the type of public toilet. It's a type, but not the electric picnic ones. They're just portaloos. Each one has its own receptacle. Well, I don't... Whatever festival it was. Okay. They definitely... Have, I've seen these at festivals. Where the plumbing for the portal goes into a different thing. There's essentially like a above ground swimming pool, right? <coughs> okay. Okay. And then you walk up these steps mm. and the toilets are like, you know, six feet off the ground. You go up these steps. Okay. All and, right. they, and they're like, they're just... Yeah, sure. And it's a straight thing down into the... Yeah. Into the thing. So then, right. I've, I've never actually seen that. At a so there's a story about a guy and he looks down through the hole and he sees thing. some lads swimming around the place. <laughs> okay, he didn't. I mean, what happened? You couldn't look. You couldn't look through the. No, you can. It's really gross. But how would you? Don't get a direct look into the cesspit, like the septic tank of these. To- like you couldn't directly see. And then, even if you could, there'd be no light. Like, why would you? Why would you be able to see a lad swimming around? I don't know. And how did he get in? What did he go through the pipes of the toilet? Yeah, you can climb in through the side. Uh, I just, I feel like that's like it's toxic waste that you don't. That you, there's like a lot of, you know, obstacles to getting into something like that. For because yeah, if no. it's easy to get in, it'd be easy for the the waste to get out. You know. Yes. Like it's I just think maybe yeah. this is an urban legend. I don't know. I heard mm. it. But I've just also never seen these types of toilets. Well, they're real. I believe it, yeah. Well, you know I believe everything you ever say, so... Yeah. I actually was able to find a verified story about a man hiding in a portaloo toilet, but it happened at a yoga festival in Colorado in 2011. Luke Crisco wrapped himself in a tarp, and managed to break into the tank underneath three different portaloos. He received three years in prison for unlawful sexual contact. Apparently he felt blessed by woman's urine and feces. Jesus, I'm sorry girls. It ain't easy, is it? So what would your dream be? My dream city? No. Your dream for the world. My dream for the world? (sighs) Uh, I want... Each according to their ability. And from according to their need. It's the other way around, but you get the idea. What about the guys who can't do anything? Then that's it. They're giving as much as they can and they take what they need. 
and they need everything. Who's the guy? Who are they? What are you talking about? Some guy who doesn't want to do anything. It's not it? want. It's not want. But he can't do it because he doesn't want to do it. That's not the same thing. <laughs> and he can't change his mind. <laughs> no, but again, you're not. That's not. The, the, that's not what it is. <laughs> It's an in- interesting critique there, you know? You're like... So it's a very nice. good counter-argument. It's very good. Yeah, that's why what it's a dream. That's why it's wants, a dream and it hasn't he worked. He wants it all, but yeah. doesn't want to do anything. So, like, yeah, he wants to be a billionaire. Yeah. But doesn't, want <laughs> but doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, but it's not according to your want. It's according to your need. Well, so he needs it. He doesn't need... No one needs to be a billionaire, James. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless you want to argue against that. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> um, well, Bernie Sanders seems to need it. Bernie Sanders is not a billionaire. How much do you think he has? I'd say he has a million? lot, but he's, like, written books and he's got, you know... A hundred million? A hundred million? No, that, that seems high. I'd say... his. I'd say his net worth is easily ten million. It's actually estimated his net worth is around two million dollars. How much do you think Paul Murphy has? Or should I say Paul, Paul Smirnoff? Paul Smirnoff. His net worth would be significantly less than Bernie Sanders. <laughs> than for him. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't be arguing about what tens of millions it is. Uh, yeah, I'd say <clears throat> in his account he has. Just FYI, Paul Murphy is a noted Irish socialist politician. 10k. You think he's ten thousand euro? What, in like, the f- full stop. Like not in his savings, just like in his current. Uh, yeah. And then what? he has a, a gaff, and he has a, a pension. Does he like, own his house? How old is he? Thirty something. He's a TD. Yeah. We see a TD. He does get the pension no matter what, which is like yeah. Easy I'd say he owns his. No, I'd say he's still paying his mortgage. Yeah. So how much is yeah? On our fucking time. I'll tell you what, James. Yeah, he he probably makes he makes more money than you or this I. This is my house. I'll go in. I pay for this house. You pay rent. Yeah. What? You don't own the house that you live in. No, I go to his house, and I'm like, I pay for this house. Oh sure. This is I've I'm a shareholder in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Ireland's a business, and I am a shareholder. It's the in best this little house. country in the world to do business with. To yeah. Do, to 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 be. A, part of the business of Sean Gallagher said that he was going to run Ireland like a business and I'm here to make sure he does you want to make sure Sean Gallagher gets to run Ireland like a business yeah, yeah. and this is the, H- the HQ so you're going to have to get out of here Paul Smirnoff mm-hmm. Paul he, Brasky he's going to be so confused yeah <laughs> Yeah. Sean Gallagher won't run for president again do you think no no no, He's like Hillary, you know. He's the most qualified presidential <laughs> candidate in the history of the country, <laughs> but uh, he just couldn't get it. Mm, mm. He was just pipped to the post at every corner by Michael D. Higgins. Yeah, yeah. who was woefully unqualified. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what did he ever do except be a politician and a poet and a poet and? Got for Slane in the seventies. You ever see the picture of him at Slane? Yeah, he's got his hands on his hips, just. Just chuffed. Just great. Yeah. Who was playing? I don't know. Probably some poet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he. That's why he went to Slane. Yeah. He actually was watching a poet of sorts in an iconic photo. President of Ireland Michael D Higgins was watching Bob Dylan at Slane Castle in 1984. Now, yeah. 
dreams are open to interpretation. Yeah. Do we feel... What are you smiling? Come on. No. no. Yeah. Let's bring, bring it home. home. Bring Let's it bring home. it home. Dreams are open to interpretation, James. Do we feel? Do we feel that we have misinterpreted some of the key dreams of our lives? Nearly there. Nearly. I know. I nearly was at it. <laughs> I nearly got to a point. I ne- <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Do we feel like we've even Mis- misinterpreted? misinterpreted some of the Have you key ever? Dreams? Well, actually, okay. Here's a real question. Have you ever acted on something because you had a dream about it? Like, did you think that you had a dream and it meant enough to be like, oh, actually, I should probably think about this or, or you know, that that clearly meant something enough that I should. Yeah, what if, what if I had a dream and I was pregnant? Oh as, my God. As listeners will Why know, are you saving this till the end of the fucking episode? This as is listeners what? will know, men can't get pregnant. So... You'll remember that from our rock and roll episode. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we do an episode on rock and roll. We did do an episode on rock and roll, yeah. When we talked a lot about uh, Def Leppard living in your parents' house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had a dream I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was... I decided what it meant is that I was like... But then, you know, the thing is that you know... Uh, minky or whatever. <laughs> what? You know, like the thing that women have. Minky? Yeah, the minky. The minky? Yeah. I've ne- What's the minky? What do you think? The what minky? do women have the men don't? A sense of empathy? <laughs> and a minky. I just, I don't even know, but I've never heard this as a, as a term for, what, a vagina? Yeah. Okay. A minky? Yeah. Never heard that in my life. Right. All right. Well, it's a thing. Okay. Minky is the trading name of Vale Mill Limited, a company based in Rochdale, Greater Manchester. That produces cleaning material and equipment. Um, I think that I just made up. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Minky. You know, I don't have a waluga. It's a good one, isn't it, Minky? Minky? No, yeah. it sounds a lot like Mickey. The man of the Minkies, the woman of the Minkies. The of the Minky, yeah. All right. <laughs> the Minky goes into the, the Minky. <laughs> Late at night. Yeah. And no. then presto, that's how you cut. Yeah, that's how you yeah, can't how the, live. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, who's Minky... Minky Mouse went into me because I got pregnant. You got pregnant in this dream, yeah. And then it's like, where? How is this gonna happen? Like, where the baby? Where the baby at? Where the baby coming out? You were pregnant, so you had a womb. Yeah, but you had a minky. No minky. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's that person who um, got pregnant after already transitioning. Yeah, but he had a minky. I thought he had a penis. No, uh, a at that stage, how, how do you get pregnant if you have a minky? No, as in he got pregnant minky. just before he transitioned to male, so he mm. then had a penis. No, it doesn't happen that quickly. Can't just be like, "I'm pregnant, quick, slap." Away no, he didn't realize. Was the whole point? No. This is a, this is a case. This is uh, Robert James know. just throw in the facts about this case, but yeah, he had a minky. <sighs> Okay, alright, so it wasn't a big impact on him, okay. Yeah. Alright. Did you did my question was, have you ever acted on something because of a dream you had? And this is your response. <laughs> so the I came to think like 
it's about this thing of I want to do something mm-hmm. and like I need to do something but I don't know how to carry it through with it okay sure and then I was talking to another guy who had a similar dream and I was like yeah here's what I think this it your, means this is your really good friend you won't want me to meet <laughs> and then, uh, I don't want to say his name on the podcast but he's a prominent I'll bleep it monster uh, based okay. not based alright well I know who it is then okay so don't Com- comedian I believe I'll be doing a show with him tomorrow so we can move <laughs> forward bring it up bring it up with him <laughs> uh, he's tweeting about it anyway but yeah. uh, I was like yeah I think it means this and he was mm-hmm. like that makes sense to me yeah certainly I mean and this comes back to your, your point which is that you can always interpret your own dreams yeah uh. what about you you yeah. live in the dream <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I live in our dreams, Ronan. Thanks for listening, we love you very much. What topic should come next? Let us know on Twitter or at primordialviews at gmail.com. And remember... I don't even know what I've said this controversial.